you guys. Welcome to another episode of Defy the Norm. So today, I am going to go deep into how much of a mess I really am because I think some people might think I actually have all my stuff together and put me on a pedestal and I just want to share with you why you definitely should listen to the things I have to say, but totally experiment with for yourself in your own journey because you know, what works for me might not work for you, but I do want to share with you the things that I'm struggling with right now and some of the things that I'm doing uh, or how I'm looking at my life to try to work around these difficult, difficult things. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Hello, happy Saturday. Welcome to another episode of Defy the Norm podcast. So today for me actually is Friday because I am on my way to another festival. This time we're going to the Big Sky Festival in Montana. Um, and it's going to be really fun because I don't know any of the artists and it's a country music festival. Not that I have anything against country music. I just rarely listen to music unless we're doing yoga because I have this, uh, I don't want to say obsession, compulsion really, that I love to acquire data. So if I have free time to listen to something, I'm always listening to a podcast or a YouTube video. But other than that... We, you know, I just don't make time for music in my life. Maybe, maybe one day I will. So I'm going to get into a little bit about uh, my book, A Playful Life Today. And I really want to talk about how, you know, we're all on a journey to self-discovery, to self-growth. And, and that, that uh, path looks different for each of us, right? So you, when I, when I was uh, younger... I thought I, actually, when I was really younger, if you heard episode one of Defy the Norm, I would have said I was so insecure, so, so, so insecure. Um, not that I wasn't confident in the fact that I was really good at school. School came super easy to me, had no trouble being top of my class, still played sports, got a job when I was really young. I, I mean, I could juggle it all, but there's, there's, we're talking about the soul here, this feeling of unworthiness or unaccept, uh, not being accepted or self-doubt that constantly goes through my head. And, and so initially, you know, Victor and I were young, we start dating, we're so in love, we're always together. Um, I mean, like literally always together. It was not until a few years ago that we ever spent time apart, even during the day, let alone at night. So it, it was a different situation than I think most people are in. And for me, I, I ended up having all these uh, feelings of self-worth coming from my husband in good ways, of course, like he was so nurturing and so supportive. And, and then I got to have a business where we worked together and we were a great team. And we, then we had all of our kids at our business with us. And 
it just it felt like so much love. It was an abundance of love. And that was all, that was great. And then we add in health and fitness. You know, we were always the health and fitness experts and we we'd go to parties and people would ask us nutrition questions all the time like, "Oh, well, should I eat this?" And we'll say, uh, no, well, that's okay. Yeah, but you might want to try this. But then they usually just justify why they eat or why they eat what they do and why they eat the way they do. Because when you get to nutrition, people become very defensive about it's, it's almost as if what you eat becomes your identity. And I'm going to talk today a little bit about how I can relate to that and how I, um, how I find myself struggling with it now when I didn't struggle with that before. And so when we're, we'd go to parties, you know, my husband's from a huge um, Hispanic family, Mexican-American family. They're every weekend getting together and it's like tacos. And um, they're, it, actually, if it was just the kind of thought of tacos and, with guac and like we could do meat and just put it on top of a lettuce, that would be okay. It's all the other sides that became a problem, all the cakes and the potato salads and all these other things. And so... It, it got to a point, it was kind of the running joke, like, oh, Robin and Victor are coming over. They're not going to eat whatever we serve. Or Victor and I, too, would just get to a point where we just ate before we went over and it was fine. It was, but, but there's still this stigma, right? You're the health and fitness people. As if being health and fitness person is unacceptable or truly it was defying the norm. It was not normal to care that much about what you're putting in your body. And so we... Um, we're totally okay with that. You know, obviously we've raised our kids that way. We are very particular about, uh, you know, it's not like everything has to be organic, but it does need to come from the earth. It has to be, you know, our protein. We're pretty particular about it being well-sourced, free range, wild caught, things like that. And as you eat like that, the hard part is is that you become really sensitive. And so you just notice everything that's not like that. And so it becomes uh, not even a function of that you're trying to be idealistic. It's literally, you just don't feel good if you eat other things. Well, as we, as we raise our kids, you know, it was a big part of homeschooling for, for me at least to have my kids at home and spend so much time meal prepping. I mean, like they do their workbooks and I prepare these great breakfasts. And then by the time I cleaned all the kitchen, it was time to, to serve up snacks. And then it just felt like it was, con- the, we were always in the kitchen. I was probably spending five to six hours a day in the kitchen, but I didn't mind. I mean, I'm taking care of my kids. It's just what we do. We take turns and like, okay, you chop the lettuce for the salad this time. You do the carrots. And really life hasn't changed for that. Now I have two adults. It's still the same. We're still, our lives still revolve around food. And as we traveled, that was also a big deal. You know, one, we didn't have money to uh, eat out a lot when we traveled. And two, it wasn't, it didn't agree with us. So we would, anywhere we'd land, we'd always go straight to a grocery store. We brought our cooktops with us and or our like, you know, backpacking type stoves. And you could always find eggs. Uh, worst case, we'd get some rice if we need to. You know, if you're in Europe, you're, the bread is much better. So we'd, we'd eat the bread, make sandwiches. And we, we ate amazing. You ask me, the kids, they're like, they love how we eat. Uh, and like, I'm going to this festival this weekend and 
Danny's staying back with Tati and Jariah, and that's all they're thinking about is what their dinners are going to be for uh, the next the next three nights. And Tatiana gets so excited. Okay, we're doing steak and potatoes and corn on the cob. And then tomorrow they're uh, making cow tongue tacos. I kid you not, because they, there was a cow tongue that came with our cow that we just bought from the, from a rancher nearby. And I think the last night Tati's going to make these artisan, you know, gluten-free, of course, pizzas with, I don't know, eggplant and pesto and Whatever. It's great. She's 10. I know that they're fully capable of eating really healthy while I'm gone. And as a type 8 control freak, it makes me feel really happy. Even though I try to be a little bit lax about, like, she's like, can I make chocolate chip cookies? Yes. Yes. I don't want you to have a stigma about, like, not having... We, in fact, we eat um, probably more sugar than we still should. But you got to have moderation, right? Um, that's kind of my running thing is that I do not work well in extremes. So bringing it back to playful life. By the time we moved out of our house in 2015 and into an RV, I was probably at the peak of my fitness. I mean, I was, I was pretty shredded. <laughs> I would love to be that shredded in a way right now, but I don't care enough to be that shredded. And quite honestly, I don't think it's possible without the type of play I was doing. So in my book, I talk about, uh, you know, we'd always been ate good. We always worked out all these things. I was dabbling in yoga. I'd go once or twice a week. I was doing all these things that you systematically should do to be apparently healthy or even to be healthy, let's say. But at the time when we were living in Coronado from 2013 to 2015, I was surfing every day and I was working out less and I was still eating really clean, but it wasn't like Victor and I would go once a week still to the brewery and get a beer and split a burger. I mean, we were still, we'd indulge a little bit, but 90% of what we ate was very clean. Anyways, the whole point was that as, as I was surfing, I'm like, oh my goodness, I just can't believe what it did to my metabolism. Now, if I was rock climbing every day, would it probably do the same thing outdoors? I think so. I don't know about indoors for me because what happens is that there's, there's this good cortisol that comes into play that we need. And the problem is, is for most of us, maybe you don't, but for most of us, we're, we get stuck in bad cortisol traps. We were, that, that feeling of always running late to catch the bus. I mean, I have it so much, especially if I'm in a house. If we're on the road, you know, I feel like it's just been so long since I've been on the road in the space, like when we were through, traveling through Europe, it was just purely every day, like what hike am I doing? Where am I surfing? Where are we climbing? It was absolutely a playful life. Sport first, then we deal with food at the end of the day, find a grocery store, maybe find a campground. It was definitely about getting outside and physically moving our bodies. So everything felt great. My, my only stress then was good stress. Well, now we have like, this, you know, this thing called COVID that supposedly exists and this feeling of, well, what's going to happen in the world? I have this tendency to overanalyze all the scenarios, the financial markets, the, not to mention, um, starting a new app and helping Victor with his business and then keeping on top of nomads and building up, making mindfulness fun to say that I have, Bad stress is an understatement. 
but I do compensate. I do offset it so- to some extent with maybe, mm, I would say most days an hour's worth of meditation and yoga. Some days an hour and a half. Most days either a 20-minute run or a 20-minute workout. But I gotta tell you, I mean, that's what, that, isn't that what we're supposed to be preaching? Isn't that what I'm supposed to be telling you? Like you, when you come on the app, I'm absolutely gonna tell you step one, you got you need an hour of decompression, whether it's yoga, meditation, MFR, restorative yoga, breath work. Um, you need to be moving your body every day. You've got to be sweating in some way. I don't care if you're sweating running, sweating on a hard hike, sweating in the gym, whatever it is, you have to have this element. But the thing is, is like, I got to tell you, that's not enough. Like, unfortunately, and for most people, I know because Victor works with so many clients that that, that, that's what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to get to, okay, we need this to happen every day just as a base level. And then like, hey, let's add a sport. Let's add some form of good stress. So there are so many different ways you can find good stress in, uh, in your life. But at the same time, depending on your environment, it might be really hard to find good stress. It's a big reason we're struggling to decide on keeping this home base while this home base is beautiful and it's comfortable and the views are so great and there's plenty of room for all of our stuff and our self-care. There's no play for me to walk out my door. And because of it, I catch myself drinking too much. (laughs) That was going to be the point of this whole thing is that even as much as I can tell somebody this is what you need to do, I know personally I struggle with that, that addiction basically. You know, I need that one glass of wine that often turns into two glasses of wine before I can fully decompress. And I'm doing yoga and meditating and doing breath work. So I can imagine for most people, they're also feeling that. And the hard thing is if I take away the wine, I just end up eating more in sugar. And does it get to a point that it's probably some dysbiosis? Yes, absolutely. But, but well, while Western medicine wants to look at like, I mean, they wouldn't even, they would just give you medicine. Like say, here, take this, um, whatever, take some pill. I don't know. I don't go to the doctors, but <laughs> they would say, take a pill. But in the end, I think we have to go two steps. Cause I know for myself, I'd have to go like, okay, it's not a function of, it is a function of cutting the wine or cutting the sugar. It's a function more though of why is it that you need that? And to me, I'm like, well, my, I have too much bad stress. I have too much, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I, have, I mean, whiteboards all over my house with checklists and oh, I, I gotta upload this podcast. Even right now, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna skip it. I'm like, no, 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 I need to send this message. I need to talk about this. But I did feel like, oh, I'm just adding one more thing to my to-do list. Does anybody even listen to this? Why, why does it matter? Nobody cares what I think. And this whole drama that goes through my head. And on top of it, I probably wouldn't have done it. I would have just said, you know what? Eh, just next week I'll say, oh, sorry, skipped a solo cast. I was too busy. And then instead, we decided to stop and do 15 minutes of yoga turned into 20. We as a family sort of like, hey, let's, let's do 20 minutes of yoga before we run out to this festival. And why don't we also add in 15 minutes of the holotropic breath work? And I know ideally it's nice to do it longer, but I got to tell you, we've been trying to squish in 15 minutes of this breath work most days. It is so powerful. 
Anyway, so we just now lay down and I did the 15 minutes of breath work and I'm just like tears running out of my eyes, like in inspiration and motivation. And I'm like, I want to share this voice. I want people to know that like, yes, it's so hard. I, I totally struggle. Uh, if I have two glasses of wine at night, I never sleep good. It's, it's horrible. So I was up at three in the morning, just like beating myself up. Robin, what is wrong with you? Why didn't you just like, you totally should have just gone for a run when you wanted to open up that bottle of wine. You totally should have sat and meditated and journaled. That's what you tell people to do. And I just want to just, I, I, you know, lash out at myself for being such a failure. And then I take a couple deep breaths and I think about it. I'm like, you know, I'm just trying my best. Like maybe, maybe I could have made better choices. I definitely could have made better choices. But instead, what I think the issue is, I need to look at why am I forcing myself into, why do I think I have to do certain things in my career? Why, really the hard one is, why do I feel like I have to have a safety net of a home base when I know that I can accomplish my same career goals if I just embrace the risk of getting back fully on the road and and just going day by day. I mean, like I literally can have the dream that I wanted for six years. Victor's on board. He would totally, he, he did six years of RV travel and kind of hated it, kind of didn't know, really didn't think about it if he liked it or not, just stayed uh, slightly aloof to the whole thing, went through the motions. And now he's like, I love this. It's, it's amazing. And yet I still can't fully embrace, I have this systematic uh, element to my brain that wants to play out worst case scenarios and then think like, okay, well, if in this scenario, it would be really good to go back to have a place where you have things saved up or, you know, food stocked up, you have resources, you have water on your land, you have, and they're, they're rational, but at the same time, they're irrational. And I totally am aware of this journey of blending the two. Uh, my, my, uh, eclipse, you know, it's eclipse season right now. And so, I love that Isabel will always remind me because I'll, I tell the kids all the time, like, I tell them my struggles. We, all, we have a very close family. We're always communicating our struggles with each other and helping boost each other up and, and, and kind of calling each other on, uh, I don't want to say they're shit, but basically we call each other out on like, you know, we know, mom, you know, you're a type eight, you're a control freak, uh, or mom, you know this is too social. You're going to totally be at like melting down by Monday because going to a festival for three days is too social for you. Okay, so we can get to the root of the issue really fast. And Isabel hears me complaining. She's like, Mom, it's not the wine. You know it's not the wine. Did you read your, did you read your eclipse again? And she tell, reminds me to go read it. And I said, well, yeah, it's my whole thing with my signs is that I can't that I'll overdo one thing or underdo another. Um, there's multiple ones, so I don't want to make this a long episode, but she said, look, it's not, you're overworking. It's, I mean, yes, you have to you watch the wine, make sure it's a healthy habit, that it's in moderation, that you are sleeping at night. But she's like, mom, you can't work eight hours behind a computer and not exercise and then expect to be able to drink that wine. And I'm like, you're right, I know. But at the same time, it's like, uh, we're, we're always at this point, we're about to take off again on another road trip. And I don't know how permanent it, I haven't decided yet. I change my mind every day. I don't know what I want to do. But anyways, it's good. To, so the, the take home, 
the inspiration while I'm crying, doing holotropic medi uh, meditation, thinking about like, I do want this voice. I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to make a difference. I think I look at how happy my kids are. I look at how much happiness my husband has now and go, I have really good insight into it, why, like how I created that, how uh, or how I nurtured it, I should say, because they created the reality for themselves. All I did was present them the right environment and guide them with the right words so that they could discover it themselves. And really it came down uh, to rethinking, you know, what it's the habits, the habits are there for a reason. You open my Playful Life book, I tell you about eight nutrition habits. Okay. And you can't really get away from those too much. I mean, I honestly, I say in there, you should be about 90, 10, following this 90%, 10%, do whatever you want. You, you maybe could pull off 80, 20. I think, I think there's, there's the spot where people have to be honest with themselves and go, 80% of the time, am I eating gluten-free, dairy-free, uh, 10 servings of vegetables, well-sourced protein, um, healthy fats with most meals. Like they're basics. They're not, it's not rocket science. If you're doing that 80% of the time, awesome. And then the layers into uh, intuition. Are you thriving? Like, are you doing it and you feel great? You know, we could, there's a chance your macros are off a little bit. Like maybe you're eating, I know my husband, he needs way more protein. I need way more fat. Okay, so the take home is yes, the habits are super important. Whether it's being disciplined in your business, whether it's creating more connection in your relationships with, with your kids, whether it's your own health, all of those habits are super important, but they're not what you necessarily need to look at. Don't berate yourself for like, why can I not get in the or like, I'm a failure because I ate a burger out or I had to go through the drive-through today. Try to look at it first in like, why am I so busy that I can't spend 30 minutes in the kitchen food prepping? Why when the five minutes I see my husband, am I blowing up at him when all I've done is think about all day how excited I am for when he gets home? You know that feeling? I, at least I used to have that feeling. He'd be, I'd think about him all day. Oh, he's at work. I wonder if he's thinking about me. I can't wait till he gets home. But by the time he walks in the door, I'm at my wits end and my programming triggers anger. And so I just give him the look like, oh, must be nice. She just came home today. She just got home. You know what? You don't even know what my day was like with the kids. <laughs> Instead of like just letting that, letting that go and being grateful for Oh my gosh, my husband walked in the door walked in the door today. I am so excited to connect with him. It's it's really getting to the root issue of why why do we go to those reactions? Why do we not prioritize ourselves? There is a good chance somewhere in your enneagram there's some uh there's something there that's playing. All right? There's some level of not I'm not worthy, some level of resentment, some level of control, some level of avoiding negative emotions, some level of not wanting to make decisions and want to keep peace. Go in there. It's it's okay. We're I don't think anybody looks at themselves and thinks like I am so perfect. I've got everything figured out, figured out. And at the same time, like, don't tell yourself that everyone else has things figured out and it's just you. 
because even the most successful person is just on their journey of figuring it out. They may have figured certain things out in the past, but there's always a new obstacle. Every single time we have things that new stimulus, new roadblocks, we're always having to adapt. Self-growth is not a destination. It's, it's about the journey. Okay. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I'm really excited because like I said, I, uh, I have this book, A Playful Life. And I got to tell you guys, I have like 30 copies left. And if I move back into the RV, I'm just going to have to do- donate them to a bookstore or something because I can't carry them in the RV. And I don't think I'm going to republish it unless I just go to a regular publisher and get it like upgraded because it has a lot of mindset stuff in here. But I would probably upgrade it with a whole nother level of consciousness on top of it. But if you're struggling with just feeling, uh, feeling good, let's, let's not even say feeling great. If you're just struggling with feeling good, the principles in here, eat to play, think to play, move to play, eat to play, eight basic nutrition principles. And I'm going to have all this stuff on the app too. In fact, you'll be able to download it um, from Kindle on the app. Uh, but if I, I don't have any more paperback cover uh, copies. So if you're like me and prefer to read with something, just send me an email and I'll get you one. Um, and then move to play is a function of movement. Like you got to get out. You got to find that good stress. You can't just stress your body at work, stress your body at home, and then stress your body in the gym. It, we, we need to use the gym to build enough strength and mobility and keep our, keep us injury free so that we can take that and go apply the movement out, outside somewhere. I mean, indoors is okay too, as long as it's dynamic movement, something that's challenging your mind. You have to, you have to be able to get into that flow state where you're not overthinking all the time. And so the last part is all think to play. You know how much, well, maybe you don't know. I'm mindset to me is everything. It's, you know, how you're looking at your, how you're looking at your life, how you're looking at yourself, how you're looking at um, the, the things that are bringing you joy or aren't bringing you joy and what you're doing with it. Are you living an empowered life? Are you problem solving? Are you telling yourself a story that, oh, I'm just not worth it? You know, it's, that's what this episode was about, getting to the root of like, why, why is this habit that I feel so guilty and so ashamed for doing, why is it a struggle for me? It's, it's not the habit itself. It's the it's the things that are happening around your life that are the struggle. And so getting to the root of that, and then there's a good chance those are going to take a little bit of time to reprogram, right? You're going to have to, for me, I have to go through and figure out, reprogram what, what this story of safety and security really looks like. And because I've been in this situation twice before with two other houses where I beat myself up for so long about like making this dramatic decision. And every single time I look back with zero regrets for letting it go. But yet, because I'm telling myself that, well, it's different. We have this new COVID era, COVID era, and it's, this is the world is different. And while the world is changing, that doesn't mean the universal principles of like law of attraction are any different in Maybe I'll get into that in some future episodes. So, uh, think to play. Think to play is honestly my favorite part of the Playful Life book. So, even if you just wanted a self help book, self growth book, and you really don't want to do any different exercise or change your diet, or you're already doing an amazingly awesome job 
with your play and your nutrition and you just want some elements of mindset, uh, like intention setting and reflection, things like that, I have all of that, some good questions. And I have, a li- I have another workbook. Maybe I'll try to remember to, I'll see if I can remember to link it. It'll be on the app, it'll be on the app. I have another workbook that has some cool journal, journal prompts that go with this. All right, we have got to go find some cowboy hats and go listen to some country music. Yeehaw!